0: This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne ann two plus-size models and body activists here to get real
1: and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. It's Christina here. And Ryan, we are so
2: happy to have you back. Um last week was our 1 year anniversary episode, which is crazy and yeah, thanks to everyone for
1: showing us the love. Yeah, we appreciate it so much and we will be sharing the winner of our giveaway on Instagram, so make sure you tune in to that to see who won because recording we don't have the winner selected yet that's the honest truth okay we're being completely honest we're recording this in advance to go live and we don't have the winner selected yet but we will announce it with this episode on instagram right right
2: yeah on instagram i saw your eyes starting to panic with like shoot we were gonna announce the winner but like how would we announce the winner yeah it's just like sometimes we're just like literally figuring we are figuring things out literally second by second
1: Oh my god! Um, oh. No, but honestly, I'm just like can't believe it's been a year. Thank you guys for sharing, for the love, for the reviews, and we can't wait to chat with one of you. It's gonna be so fun. I know, I'm excited.
2: Um, okay, uh, Christina. Yeah, I booked my flights for New York last night. You so did? I'm excited?
1: Okay, wait. What are your exact dates? I need all the details.
2: So I'll be in New York. The um, which maybe we should do a meetup while we're there. Oh, oh my gosh! I would love that. I would love. Okay, that. I'll be there, there the the eighteenth through the twenty second.
1: Okay, perfect.
2: So my first time in New York.
1: Woo! Dude, I can't. I was telling my mom today, and I was telling Steve. I wish you saw Steve's face when I told him you've never been to New York. He literally looked like you were from a different planet. He was like, "What?" And my mom's like, "She's never been to New York." My mom doesn't like that, but that's what she said. Uh, I was like, yeah, like, I guess not. Wait, you but you had been once before, but like in eighth grade or something, right?
2: Our eighth grade trip, you know, when you go like, to Washington, D.C. and New York City, like literally the only part of Washington, no, the only part of New York I remember is eating at Bubba Gump Shrimp. And I also got in trouble that trip for my Bermuda shorts being too tight.
1: Because we,
2: <laughs> co- we had dress code because I went to a Christian school. Um. And... So, we couldn't wear short shorts. So, I had to wear Bermuda shorts, but like I was always bigger and no, that clothes fit me. So, all my clothes were tight and I got in trouble for them being too short. And I was like literally mortified, so embarrassed. And looking back now, I just think it's like, oh my God, don't get me started on Christian school dress code. It's ridiculous, but so ridiculous. Yes.
1: Also, yeah. like Times Square and like Times Square is fine. Like, whatever. It's like obviously I can ankle, but Bubba Gump trim. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Tell so me. Tell me you're from the Midwest without telling me you're from the Midwest, but you're not even know. from the Midwest. I, I
2: was going to say, it's caller out of the Midwest. I don't even know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I apparently, I, I talked to Erin about this and she's like, eh, I'm pretty sure it's the West. I was like, okay. And okay. you say so. But I'm glad uh, that
2: all I had to do to convince you to come was send you two texts. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. So Ray is going to New York, and she was like, "You should come; it'd be fun." And I was like, "I, I don't know." And then she's like, "You should come; it'd be fun." And I'd be like, "Okay." Um, <laughs>
2: you're like, literally, you're like, "Okay." I think I'm coming. And I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, that was so much easier than I thought."
1: No, I am. I'm. I'm going to come. I already spoke to Steve about it, and he's like, totally down. I'm just trying to figure out how I want to play this. Do I want to just come by myself? and do two, three, two nights, maybe three nights, and that's it, and then come back and do a quick work trip? Or do I want to bring Nicholas and stay for, like, a week, maybe a week and a half, and, like, do New York with you, and then, like, stay home and, like, go home and see family, too? Um, Right now, I'm leaning towards just doing a work trip because I think I need some me time, and I think I need to be able to focus and have fun and just do me and like, and not worry about it. So I think that's the direction I'm going in. And I, that's, I think, what I feel best with.
2: Yeah, I think it might be good for you just to be like, okay, not having to work Because then you can really fully prepare for, like, getting stuff. We can shoot content. We can set up meetings. We can do this. And you won't have to worry about getting... Nicholas a stroller to go, or like right. oh
1: am I gonna get him there and then like it's exhausting and then I'm gonna be with you and I, then I'm gonna be like worried like is my mom okay with him you know what I mean so yeah I think we're working this out right now I feel like this decision um but actually my sister um She works, actually, I probably shouldn't give uh, private information about my sister, but (laughs) she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But anyway, it's make a long story. My sister works for a super, very, very cool um designer brand and they're having an iconic event on the 21st I think she's like say the 20th or 21st so she's like okay if you're gonna come you need to like make sure to come to my event so I'm gonna wait to plan until she tells me exactly what day it is Um, wait am I was
2: that an invite to me too or is it too too uh, too hard to get in
1: no you can obviously come Yes. yeah my sister's inviting people we're down we're, oh. we're in we're, we're in the in crowd oh my god I could hang out with
2: the ZS sisters oh I'm yeah excited. it'll
1: be so fun it'll be so so fun
2: <sighs> okay what are you obsessed with this week okay
1: it's so funny because I had something else I was gonna say but now I'm gonna say something else that just came to mind okay what I'm obsessed with is like how small this world actually is it is so crazy how we are all connected in some way. Like I went to visit my friend, uh, my friend's house today to pick up something. Like long story short, and she has two roommates. And I was talking to her roommates, and they're like super cool. Turns out, someone that they work with in New York is was one of my best friends from college, and someone that I lived with. And what? I'm like, what? Like, and it's just like the weirdest thing. Like how one of my best friends in LA, her two best friends and roommates. Work with someone who I was best friends with and roommates with in college. Like, how weird is that, right? Yeah, that's crazy. It's that's- so crazy. And like, I just think it's so cool. And it just like goes to show you like we're all connected in like some sort of way. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. also like look at your friend Missy, who you just met and like the weird connections you had with her. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I just that is just like a such a small thing. But like I'm so obsessed with it. And I think it just goes to show you that like one always put your best foot forward you never know like when your paths will cross um yeah. and like this world is really really small and I don't know I think it's a very cool and beautiful thing and like I think we all feel a little lonely sometimes but if you kind of think of it in that perspective, I think I don't know you you just never know your best friend's friend might be around the corner like the person you're supposed to meet so I it like it made me really that. excited.
2: I yeah. love that. Oh my gosh.
1: Mm-hmm. Like everything happens for a reason. Like we're all connected in some way. Um, yeah. so that's what I'm obsessed with right now. What about you?
2: So oh. I binge-watched this weekend Love on the Spectrum.
1: Oh, I thought you which... say the same show as me. Okay, What's what? what show did you on the
2: spectrum? <laughs> okay,
1: clickbait.
2: Love- <laughs> oh, I watched that forever ago. That's old news, honey. Uh, Ew. What's rude. Good. No, well, that was good, but I feel like uh, that was like going viral. Like, I don't know. I guess I was
1: ahead ahead of the bit. I was I like, was no, I'm late because I was scared of it. I was like, this seems scary. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, that was but good. It. But
2: Love on the Spectrum. Okay, tell me I about watched it. the first season probably three or four times, and the second season just came out. And I am telling you, this show but you watched the first season three or four times? Yes. Yeah, and the second season I just finished and I'm gonna watch it again. Wow. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. So basically, if you haven't seen it, it follows all of these, like, young adults. They're all kind of, like, in their 20s, 30s mm-hmm. who are on the spectrum finding love and dating.
1: And is it a reality
2: show? Or yeah, is it it's, it's a reality show. Okay. And it t- it is just, like, as someone who is dating, like, and I think it, too, definitely, um, I think th- there's not a lot of, like, shows that show people, on the spectrum, especially in such like a positive light. And you just get to know these people who are just incredible individuals. And they're just looking to like find love and find their partner. And it is my favorite thing about it. And what they have definitely taught me is to just like, be honest, especially when you're like dating, like they will just be like, here's how I feel. How do you feel? Like they're just so open And oh my god, I just am obsessed with them and I love them. And like seeing them go on these dates, I literally laugh, cry. One couple got married. It was so beautiful. And if you haven't watched the show, you have to watch it. I honestly am about to watch it for a second time.
1: Okay, I need to watch it. And that's so interesting because gosh, when you're like dating, you're always putting your best foot forward. And like I remember I lied when I met Steve. He was like, I was like, oh you do you like to drink, or like, do you drink? He's like, no, I don't drink. I was like, yeah, I don't really drink that much either. And I was just like, <laughs> blacked out for four years straight. Okay, and like, <laughs> and the truth was at that time, like, I was just like, came from like, I was just graduated college, so like, I was like, kind of over like a crazy party like set of years, and I was like, yeah, like, I, I wasn't really drinking that much, but like, I did love to party. You know what right. I mean? Right. But it's funny how you kind of like. I, not necessarily lie, but like a little bit to like
2: I do to that and I don't appeal to the other person
1: wait what is something you call yourself doing recently like, like oh my god I'm trying to think
2: something happened and I'm trying to think of it in my head right there was in a specific example I was with the firefighter and he said something and I said something back and I was like in my head, I was like, why the hell did you just say that? I'm like, You don't think that. Like, why are you? Oh, my God. I literally said, like, <laughs> wait, what happened? He was, What did he say to you? Okay, so he was showing me how he sets his alarm in the morning. He has one of those, like, gradual wake-up alarms. Okay. And I literally said, and his was like a bird's chirping. And I literally said, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm into that. I like to be jolted awake. And I don't. Like, it just came out. Like, I've had one of those alarms, that like gradually wake you up. It broke. But so I don't want one anymore. But I was like, why the hell did I just say that? But then I, like, right. kind of backtrack. But sometimes I think I'm nervous. Like, things just come out of my
1: mouth. And I'm and like, like, easy to agree. I'm just like, like oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. No, I was like, okay. I was disagreeing, I was disagreeing yeah. with him. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, that's not really, like, a bad one. Like, it could be way worse. No, um, it could be worse. But, but you're right. That's, like, something that's, like, so stupid. It's like, just so stupid. Like, these why do you lie about that? I think, I, know. It is, I think it's like a nervous tick for sure. Like something, you know? Uh, yeah, it's
2: a nervous thing. But these could be like young adults on the show are just unapologetically themselves. Like this one, this one, this is season one. And I'm blanking on her name. But you may have seen this clip because it kind of went viral a little bit. Her mom was like pretending to do a mock date. And
1: mm-hmm. she was like,
2: so do you want kids? And she was like, No. And the mom was like, oh, why? She's like, I think they're a waste of time and money. <laughs> she <laughs> just was like, like these, they're just so themselves and it's just so beautiful. And I love the show. So
1: clearly, I'm it's obsessed not, with it. Is it on Netflix? Oh, yeah, Netflix. You have to start with season one. Okay, sounds good. And do you follow the same characters from season one to season two?
2: Yeah, there's some new characters in season two, but most most of them are the same.
1: Okay. Well, I'm excited to get into that. That'll be so fun. I need a new show to binge, so perfect. Perfect. Um,
2: Should we get into today's episode? Yes, I'm very excited for today's episode. I am obsessed with our guest.
1: Guys, I am so obsessed with our guest. She is incredible. We have Justine Marjan on our podcast. Justine is a celebrity hairstylist and beauty influencer. She has styled some of the world's most popular celebrities, like the Kardashians, Ashley Graham, Haley Bieber, Kerry Washington, Christina Zias, Ray Ann Langis, <laughs> like all, all like, you know, like the top celebs in Hollywood. Um, no, but Ray and I met Justine like almost two years ago now on a shoe, and we've just been obsessed with her ever since. She's so incredibly nice. She also has styled hair for New York Fashion Week shows, like Alison Olivia, Rebecca Minkoff, and Christian Siriano. I feel like she is at the forefront of hair trends. She is like killing the game. She's also, uh, if you're a housewife fan like me, she also does Dorit's hair. And you know Dorit's glam is like, chef, (laughs) kiss. It is so, so good. Um, And Justine is a new mom. And she is just like so wise. Her career journey is so inspiring. She also has like a book of quotes. Like, I don't know... How she like has these words of wisdom, like spitting out of her tongue or like ready at any moment. but I just love this conversation conversation so much, and I think you'll find her super inspiring.
2: yes, she is and just genuinely one of uh, even outside of l a, one of the kindest people I've ever met. She just has this welcoming, kind energy about her. and um she's just a really beautiful person inside and out. So uh, we're very excited for you to hear our interview with justine
1: yeah and i think that obviously justine's a celebrity hairstylist but she gives great career advice that can be applicable to anyone so make sure um you're listening closely all right should we get into it let's do it
0: all right well welcome justine we're so excited to have you christine and i actually met you i don't even i was like trying to think of it was like a few years ago on set with
1: ipsy it was like Christmas, right before the holidays, because we were all going home for the holidays, I remember. Yes. And I have never loved my hair more. I was like, honestly,
0: (laughs) this girl is a goddess with her hands in the hair. And you were honestly (laughs) one of the nicest people I've ever encountered in my time on set. No, I'm serious. Like we left and we were like, oh, we're obsessed with her.
1: I remember before the shoot, like I knew you because I followed you from on Instagram. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, she is like so amazing doing all this stuff. So then to like work with you and then also for you to be like the nicest person ever. um, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this chick is so, so dope. Um, And I feel like you are so successful in your career. And it's you're obviously super talented, but it's like far beyond that. Like, it's just because of who you are, too. So
0: now that we have fangirled over you, you.
3: (laughs) we're fangirls, (laughs)
0: Um, I would love to hear like a little bit about your career journey and how you got to where you are doing like top celebrities. And honestly, you're just like (laughs) top of the game. Um, I'd love to hear like your journey and how you got to where you are now and transitioned from like working in a salon to working with big, huge brands and celebrities.
3: Oh, my gosh. Well, um, well, first of all, I felt the same way about you guys. I loved you guys working with the shoe. It was so fun. So I'm so glad that like we're friends now. And um, and it was so fun introing you guys to TikTok and now seeing like, yeah. that you both are so <laughs> huge on TikTok and crushing it. It's so fun.
1: Um, I forgot about that. Oh my (laughs) gosh.
3: Yes. That was like, that was like the theme of the
1: shoot that day. (laughs) It was like the first time ever like opening the app. Yeah. You were like giving us tutorials
0: on TikTok. You're like, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so weird. What is this app? I forgot about that. That's hilarious.
3: And now you guys are like way beyond me on it. Like crushing it. Um, okay. But anyways, um, so I started doing hair kind of by fluke. Like I've always been interested in beauty and art and fashion. And then I went through a tough time in high school and I actually slept through my SATs and I missed my SATs. And I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I'm, you know, not, I had planned to go to college, whatever. And, um, I was waiting for the bus one day I enrolled in my local community college and there was a hair salon across the street that I thought looked cool. So I walked inside and I just you know, had so much confidence back then. I was like, can I speak to the manager? And they were like, they're not here. And I was like, okay, I'll leave a note. And so I left a note and was like, hey, um, your salon looks really fun. Let me know if you have like a shadow or assisting program. And they called me back right away. And they were like, actually, we're hiring a receptionist if you want a job. So I went in for an interview. I got hired as a receptionist there. I really loved it so much that I um, decided to go to beauty school And I worked in the salon on my days off and at nights and I started assisting there. And by the time I was done with school, I was ready to become a stylist there. So I was very young and I worked there for eight years and I just worked my way up in the salon and I took advanced classes every six months. Like I was really motivated and um, was constantly, you know, trying to take the next step and, you know, get better and better and better. And it was then that I was really introduced to runway hair and exposed to like the world of magazines. This is before social media. And I was like, oh my God, someone does the hair for someone in a magazine, like for a photo shoot. I was like, someone does the hair for a red carpet. Like, I didn't know that that was a job that you could have. So then I was like, this is my dream. Like I love, this puts together everything I love, like fashion and beauty and, then I realized that was what my goal would be. Like I didn't, I never had a dream of working in a salon, but I had a dream of, you know, working in the entertainment world and doing fashion week and things like that. And so then by the time I had, you know, worked as far, reached my potential, basically as a salon stylist, I realized I either needed to move to a bigger city to pursue my goals or um, open my own salon. So I was in a committed relationship with my now husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, and he didn't want to move to a big city. So we actually pursued opening a salon in my hometown. Things were moving along. We took business classes and everything, and then things fell through at the last minute. And I felt like that was a sign that that wasn't what I was supposed to do and that I needed to move to a big city. So I moved to L.A., Actually, before I moved to LA, every weekend I would drive to LA and go to like the top salons that I would read about in like V Magazine. I remember reading Andy LeComp salon in V Magazine because he was Madonna's hairstylist. And I was like, that's the salon I wanna work at. So I'd go there every single week and I'd be like, Hey, are you hiring? Hey, are you hiring? And they'd be like, No. And then I'd come back and I'd be like, hey, are you hiring now? And they'd be like, no. And then um, eventually I saw that Jen Atkin posted on Instagram that she was looking for an assistant. And she worked at Andy Lecomp Salon. And I was like, this is perfect. So I reached out to her. I didn't hear back for like two months. Then all of a sudden I got a call and they were like, can you come? It was like a Tuesday. And they're like, can you come Thursday and shadow her? And I was like, yes. And so I went and I, um, did like a day assisting her and it was honestly horrible. (laughs) Um, her like assistant at the time was like, she's sick, like, don't talk to her. And I was like, okay. And so I barely like got to say two words. So I was like, great. Like, how am I going to get hired off of this? And, but I, you know, I was persistent and I followed up afterwards and I was like, Hey, you know, still interested. Hey, do you remember me? Like, i comment on her Instagram post and be like, hey, don't know if you remember me. I'm still interested in assisting. Um, nothing panned out for a while, but I actually responded to another Instagram ad by Kristen S., who is also an amazing hairstylist and has her line in Target now. And she ended up hiring me. And I ended up working for both of them at, for assisting probably for a summer. I worked for both of them part-time. And that was a dream. Eventually, Jen was starting way in Maine Addicts and was like, I really need someone full time. So I ended up working for her and um, she, I ended up being the editorial director of Maine Addicts as she was spearheading this online publication. So I kind of took a break from doing hair and was heading up this, you know, digital publication, conducting interviews for hairstylists, like writing blog posts, um, producing photo shoots, producing master classes. And then also assisting her, so like meeting her at client's house, um, you know, organizing her kit, washing hair extensions, and then personal assisting her, so like picking up dry cleaning and going grocery shopping. And then on my days off, I would drive back to Santa Barbara where I was from and do like a 12-hour day of clients just so I can make money because I wasn't making any money. And so it was a really, really crazy couple years where I worked like seven days a week, um at all hours of the day. And fortunately, my husband was in school. So he was busy too. So I, he didn't mind that I could give him no attention. <laughs> and um and I had it was just wild, it was just a wild time because I had no, I didn't know anyone in LA, completely sacrificed, like trying to find a social life or like make friends, and was just like so dedicated to what I was doing. Um and then eventually. Jen started way and became more busy as like a businesswoman. So she had trusted me at the time and I knew all of her clients. So she would refer me if she was unavailable. And then I just started building my own clientele through word of mouth. And then I became busy enough on my own that, you know, I kind of parted ways with her because I just, you know, she needed something more invested. So yeah, it was, it was a wild ride, but I always say that that's an example of like taking two steps back to take a step forward because some people might've, felt like, Oh my God, I'm not doing hair. Like my, I remember my husband being like, you should post on Instagram. And I'd be like, I have nothing to post. Like I'm doing other, you know, I'm behind the scenes, like writing articles now and doing this type of stuff. But doing all of that really gave me the confidence to be where I am now, because now I feel comfortable like doing press interviews and like writing responses, you know, if for articles and, um, doing my own social media, I feel like that really trained me and how to do social media, like produce content, take photos, like write um, and all of that type of stuff. So it it all comes together 360 in the end and like makes sense.
1: I love that so much. And I think like the main theme there is like persistency and hustle, right? Because one, I didn't even know any of that. And I'm like, like, oh my (laughs) gosh, it's so cool to learn that. But um, I think that a lot of people, like they want to follow a certain career path. And they're not willing to be malleable. They're not willing to like Mm -hmm. change direction, but you have to be flexible. You know what I mean? And like, I think your career journey is a clear indication of that. Totally. I think you definitely
3: have to, I think what I like, what I see looking back is that you can't be too fixated on like one thing where like, sometimes I've hired assistants and they're like, that's not
1: what I I was hired
3: to do. And it's like, doesn't matter if that's not what you are hired to do. Like all, everything's just as important in achieving a goal. Like, like I, I tell people, if you get hired, you know, as an intern and they tell you to go get coffee, you better be the best person at getting coffee. Like that's an important job. And that makes people notice you. And then maybe they'll refer you for whatever else it is in the future. Like it doesn't matter if the task seems medium, you know, like Mm -hmm. minimal or not important because it can lead to something else. Mm -hmm.
0: And what I like about your story too, it's like, no matter what someone, like whoever's listening, if they have a goal or whatever, like sleeping through your SAT, I always love like hearing stories like that because at that time, I bet you were like, what am I going to do? Like, this was my plan. Now my plan is like thrown off. And that like one instance kind of like changed direction of your life and it's like i always kind of think that the universe points you into into the direction of like the greatest amount of good for you and so i kind of think like i just love your story and i think anyone who's like trying to chase a dream or go after something like hearing that that it's not always going to be like exactly how you think like i'm going to do abc like there's going to be different turns and like bumps along the way but it comes down to like being persistent being professional and like putting yourself out there and like not giving up on it if this is something that you want.
3: Totally. Yeah. I definitely feel like that was a meant to be moment when I looked back, like at the time my parents were so mad, and oh my pissed, God. but then now it's like, no, that was meant to be like, I wasn't supposed to go towards that path. I didn't have a goal towards that path. I was just choosing to go to college because that's what everyone else did.
1: Right. Right. Do you have any advice? I feel like we get a lot of questions from women who are really unhappy in their careers and they want to transition, um, but they just don't know how to take that leap. What would you say?
3: I would say that I love this quote that um, your comfort zone is a nice place, but that nothing ever grows there. So sometimes you need to take a risk and get out of your comfort zone in order to grow. So for me, when I moved from like being a salon stylist, moving to a big city, not knowing anyone, that was like a really big decision for me. I struggled with it for a long time, like months dwelling over it. Like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like my family was in my hometown. Like I had, you know, a successful career there as much as I could have. But like, was I going to be happy doing that for the rest of my life? And the answer was no. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I had to move but it was, it's a tough decision. It's really hard to take a risk, especially like jumping into the unknown. But I think that once you do it, it's not as scary as you think it's going to be.
0: Right. It's like taking the plunge. Like you're standing on the edge, just yeah. like jumping
3: off. That is like the hardest
0: part. And then you're like, Oh wait, I, I I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I felt right. like that when I moved yeah. to LA too, it's like Definitely. terrifying. And then you're like, wait, I've been here for four years now. And I'm like, I made it happen. What the heck?
3: Yeah. You're like, it's not that scary. You're like, it's great. And then, and then you also, I think it helps you build confidence. You're like, I did it. Like, yes, I can do it. Like, that's not a big deal.
0: Yes. Um, Okay. So you are like booked and busy as they say in our industry, (laughs) Mm -hmm. booked and busy. (laughs) What do you think it is like a few things that you bring to the table that keeps you getting booked again and again, and people wanting
1: to work with you? Besides your incredible talent, obviously, obviously,
3: like,
0: (laughs) you know
1: how to slay anyone's hair.
3: Um, I think, well, I've heard this quote also. I have all these quotes. I love that.
0: Yes.
3: (laughs) That, um, you only need three things to be success. There's three elements of what makes someone successful and you only need two out of the three. Oh my gosh. So being on time, having a good personality and being good at your job. And if you have two out of the three, then you will get booked again or like, you know, you you can survive. So you don't need to have all three. So I think I'm not on time, <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> really being on time. <laughs> as you guys know, is was five minutes late to this. Um, but I think that I, you know, I always go above and beyond for my clients, like, you know, if, if their hair extensions are dirty or like a mess, I'm like, can I come back and organize these? Or can I wash these? Or, you know, I always try to do go above and beyond. And that's something that like I teach to my assistant now, now she's really great at it. And everyone loves her because, you know, if someone's like, Oh, I'm thirsty, she'll go and grab them a drink. Like you don't not having to ask and just doing what you can to just be um, helpful to everyone in the room, I think is a really great skill.
0: A hundred percent, and I, I think that's that. just like being like a good person too, being like honestly yeah. kind of like hospitable and just like caring about people and goes like such
1: a long way yeah. in, this, in this industry totally. especially and someone that people want to work with. and I think yeah. that goes for any industry because you can be amazing at your job. but if you're not like someone that people want to spend time with if they if you're not someone that people want to see on their zooms totally. or like you know what I mean I don't think it's yes. going to be as easy for you to progress
3: mhm totally, totally agree.
1: Okay. You've had such an incredible career. Did you have like one pinch me moment that you're just like, I cannot believe like, this is my life right now. Like this is my career. Like you're one, I've, I made it moment.
3: <laughs> oh, I had, I mean, I've had so many, I still don't feel like I've made it, but I've had so many moments like that, especially in the early days of my career, because um, I used to watch the Kardashians. It's the only um reality show that I ever watched my dad and I used to watch it together and which is so funny but um (laughs) I know and (laughs) then I remember like going to Kim's house for the first time and then like meeting her and being like I can't believe this is happening right now you know like that's crazy and then also you know doing fashion week because that was a big goal of mine like first starting out as a hairstylist and especially because when I was first starting out um there was no, there was like one female hairstylist that was doing shows backstage as the lead hairstylist, but everyone else was met, was a man. And so when I had the opportunity to like be a lead hairstylist backstage, first of all, I'm so much younger than everyone. I was at the time when I first started because I think I did my first show six years ago and I was a woman and I was like, oh my God, this is insane.
1: That is so cool.
3: The fact that I'm, Working along, right? It's just crazy. Like that was so crazy to me. And I'm excited because now there's more women working backstage as lead hairstylists. But it's just great that there's like women to look up to for younger or aspiring girls because when I was starting, there weren't any.
1: Oh my gosh, that's incredible. And I think that as you're someone to me that is so inspiring because not only are you this amazing talent, amazing businesswoman, but you're also a new mom too. And you know, obviously I am also, and like, you're someone who I'm like, wow, like you are, I, I feel like at least you are killing, like balancing motherhood and Aww. being a boss. Like how does that journey feel to you? I know you just did your first I mean, New so York fashion. You. Week, like right? I see you do it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yes.
3: Um, so I brought my husband and I, like we kind of made a deal when we, um, before we had my, our son, Shai, was that, cause he doesn't really like to travel. And I was like, if we have a kid, like this is going to have to be a family thing, like us going on trips. If I have to work because I travel a lot for my job. And I was like, it's just not going to work if I'm gone all the time. Mm-hmm. So we made, and he was like, okay, like, I'll do it with you. So this fashion week was like our first time where he's like, okay, I, I'm holding up my end of the bargain. Like I'll come with you and we'll bring the baby and it'll be like a family thing and it was great like I was I felt really lucky to I honestly couldn't do it without his support I think he's like a really supportive partner and um and it was tough not gonna lie like bringing a baby to fashion week <laughs> because usually <laughs> when I'm there I'm super super folk like work focused so then it yeah. was hard to come back to the hotel and like have to shift gears and um not be able to like you know, edit my content or like look through the photos of the show or whatever things that I normally do when I get back to the hotel. And I definitely didn't have like the social aspect that I usually have where I like take my team out to dinner. I mean, it's also COVID. So it's like Mm -hmm. fine to not have that Mm -hmm. aspect, but that's what I normally do. But we learned a lot. And I would say that overall he was really good. Um, But definitely, I think having a supportive partner plays a huge role in the way that I'm able to have the career that I have still
1: with a baby.
0: Totally.
1: I always say that, too.
0: I I don't honestly, I don't know how you guys like, honestly, I do not know (laughs) how you do it because I can't imagine just seeing you're like literally leading like a team of people at Fashion Week, which Fashion Week. So overwhelming. I've never been because I'm like scared. But I'm like, and then it's like you're done working and then you go take on your mom job. You know what I mean? Like that's totally. a full-time job. I'm like, I would be so tired. So I just admire both of you. And I think that it is so cool to see both of you guys working as like working moms and like making it work. Like you're going to fashion week, like Avi Shy, the hubby, like let's go. Like I think that's just really admirable and totally. showing women that they can have a career and they can be a mom and a wife. And still, you know, obviously that balance is difficult and something I'm sure you are still learning. But I think just having you, people like you as role models is like a huge, a huge deal. And I look up to you for if I have kids one day, I'm like, okay, if they can do it, maybe I can too. I don't know how, (laughs) but maybe.
3: (laughs) Totally. I mean, Christina, you like are such an inspiration to me as a mom too, because Mm -hmm. you make it look so easy. You bring him everywhere. Like he's been on multiple trips on airplanes. This was Avi Shai's first flight, but like, I'm like, okay, Christina's done it. Like you've done, do it all the time and it makes you totally have it on lock. So How, that get, get, also made me feel like, okay, I know people that have done this. Like I can do it too.
1: Oh, well, thank yeah. you.
3: I How think, old is Avi Shai again? He's five months. He's
1: five so months.
3: cute. Five and a half. So <laughs> in the past, crazy. like
0: five and a half months, has there been any like you've really learned or like a takeaway of balancing career and, and being a mom that you could share with other moms?
3: Um, I mean, I try not to, I try to stay focused. Like when I'm with him, it's, I try not to like be on my phone or like on my computer and things like that, just because I don't want them, him to see me being distracted. And like, I want to give him the attention So that's hard because I'm usually really like addicted to my phone and social media, but I'd really try to do that. Doesn't happen all the time, but I try. And, um, I think also, yeah, just finding, trying to, I, I sacrificed other things to make time. Like my husband and I used to watch a lot of TV and like movies and stuff like that. And we don't do that that much anymore. You know, maybe, at the end of the night, we'll watch for a few minutes, but it used to be like a big part of our lives was watching things. And so I think now we just dedicate that time to him. So I think, I think there's always like a trade-off of something, but I'm, you know, like he still wakes up at the night. He still, you know, requires a lot of attention and I'm still breastfeeding and I, I'm happy to do all of those things. And I just, I just do, I just don't even think about it. Just do try to do what I have to do, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It becomes crazy. Like when you're a mom, you just like somehow, like the motion just happens and you just like know what to do and just do Mm -hmm. it. Right. You definitely Mm -hmm. need help along the way for sure. But yes, it is crazy. Like motherhood's like intuition and just how everything flows. Um, Yes, totally. Something that I know we've spoken a lot about and you talk a lot about on your Instagram is body confidence after having a baby. So what has Mm -hmm. your postpartum journey looked like and how has your confidence shifted?
3: Um, I mean, for me, I personally loved pregnancy. Like I had a great pregnancy and I did like struggle a little bit with the body, like my body changing and stuff. But overall, I didn't care that much because I was like, I'm pregnant. Like it's fine. And everyone that sees you is like, oh my God, you're glowing. Like you look great. Like blah, 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 blah. And then it's this weird shift where after you have a baby, you don't look like you did before you were pregnant. And then it's like, people don't praise you for your body anymore all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And then you, you have this weird, like in between body where it's like, you're not pregnant anymore. And you're not technically like, back to normal anymore like whatever that means so you're just in this weird and your body's changing all the time still as it tries to like find this new normal so it's been a struggle for sure it's hard because also it's just a mind like it kind of messes with your head when you don't fit into any of your clothes I didn't fit into my pregnancy clothes anymore and then I didn't fit into my pre-pregnancy clothes anymore so then I'm like what am I supposed to wear right now? And you don't want to buy clothes. Cause you're like, I'm still, my body's changing all the time. And that's hard during the first few months. I didn't mind so much because I didn't like have to go out in public or, you know, anything. But then all of a sudden, when I got back to work and I had to do events again and like go to fashion week and stuff like that, you're like, Oh my God, like how do I get dressed and like do this right now? But I think that it gets better. i I did one thing I did that really helped me was I packed up all my old, my pre-pregnancy clothes. Cause I was like, I don't want to have this pressure of trying to fit into the clothes that I used to fit into. And, um, I don't want to be disappointed if I try on something and it doesn't fit me anymore. So I packed it all up and put it in boxes in my garage. And then I bought new clothes. And I think that that made me feel so much better to have clothes that fit me and just made me feel like, then you feel cute again. And you're like, okay, like I feel good about myself. Um, then eventually I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll go back to my pre pregnancy clothes one day, but I ended up just giving it all away because I was like, I don't want to have this pressure, you know, or expectation that I'm going to be back to my pre-pregnancy size, which I don't expect to like, that's not realistic. And I don't, you know, there's no point. Like, what's the point? I'm a different person now and it's fine. I just need to find, you know, this new sense of normalcy. And also fashion changes. I'm not attached to my clothes. Like, take it away. Like, I'll <laughs> I'll find new things. Um, so that was, I think, a big, like, light bulb switch that made me yeah. feel a lot better.
0: That sounds kind of really freeing to be like, yes. why do we hold on to these clothes that are like pre-pregnancy or whatever, maybe a different stage in our life yeah. that we're like, Like holding on to so like so tightly to try and fit into them. And it's just like setting ourselves up to like be disappointed. Like we're not that person anymore. And so that's like really symbolic and actually really cool that you like it sounds very freeing that you were like, you know what? I'm just releasing this and letting it go.
3: Totally. Totally.
0: Oh, I yeah.
1: maybe need to do that. With I me. know. I was just thinking, <laughs> no, I, I love that so much. And I really do think that's such a great tip, whether you had a baby or your body has just changed, like get rid of the clothes and buy new clothes, even yeah. if it's just yes. like one pair of jeans to start with. Yes. Because totally. As, you wore the same jeans for like a year and a half. I literally wore the same jeans for a year and a half because nothing was fitting <laughs> she, me. She, she and like literally, I and it's yeah. not like I didn't try, like you, I've tried yeah. to find other jeans, but literally nothing fit. And it was like yeah. super overwhelming. And I felt like my confidence was, was affected because yes. of it. And I, finally I was like, totally. fuck this. Like, you know what I mean? Get rid of the jeans totally. that don't fit, buy new jeans, try and find something that yes. works for you. And if it does work for you, then just- Roll with it Even if you have to wear The same right. of jeans for six months
0: Well even still It's like you totally. hear Like all the time It's not you it's the, it's the jeans It's not you It's the clothes Which is like I totally I, I 100% get that But at the same time If you keep trying things on Again and again And it doesn't fit Whether it's new stuff Or old stuff That does wear on you well, It's I'm like
1: not, Totally Are yes. you
0: kidding me Oh my gosh Like I know I saw When you were packing For New totally. York Fashion Week You totally. were like doing Trying on some clothes And you were like You've opened up About being frustrated You're like This is frustrating <laughs> Like what do I What do I wear because it is like so much of your confidence yeah. is to seriously being able to dress yourself yeah well those are ama- totally. amazing and just having tips. clothes
3: that fits makes a big difference
1: yeah oh the biggest difference is huge right um okay we want to get into a little rapid fire with you because you've had like such a fun career and you work with so many cool and amazing people okay do you have a favorite okay. celebrity look you've ever done
3: Yeah, Ashley Graham for the Met
0: I knew you were going to say that. The Gucci
1: one? (laughs) Yeah. That was the sickest thing.
0: It was just so fun. Oh, I need to to look it up because I don't know that specific one, but I have a couple favorite Ashley looks that you've done. No, you know this one. She had like the ponytail
1: with like all like- Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Wait, I'm assuming that's the one you're talking about, right?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, and it was so cool because that was actually, um, when I did the Alice and Olivia show at Fashion Week this week, season, they pulled up that photo as a reference for the show. And I was like, this is so cool. So we did a look that had tons of accessories in it too. And we used some of the same ones that I used in Ashley's hair.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um, do you have a dream celebrity client? One that you haven't worked with yet?
3: Yeah. Blake Lively. (laughs) She just has the best hair. And I feel like she always does cool hair looks too.
1: What would you want to do for Blake? Like, do you have something in mind?
3: I mean, I probably like just, I think she just rocks like big, fabulous hair. So I just would love to do like just big, like bouncy curls or something, you know, like yeah. Harry Bradshaw moment on her.
0: <laughs> yes. Her hair is like iconic. I feel like since yeah. Gossip Girl, everyone's it like, is. yeah, the, the kind Friday? of like disheveled blonde. It's just like a vibe. Yeah. Um, she's okay. so pretty. Oh, she's stunning. What are some of your favorite or what fall hair trends should we expect to see or that you're excited to see this season?
3: I think, well, hair accessories are definitely coming back and which I'm so excited about. I think people are just really excited to like be back to a you know, new s- sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. So I think like we saw on the runway, so many bright colors, people taking risks with hair and makeup and beauty risks. Like we did um, one of the looks for the show was a bunch of monochromatic accessories to go with like their monochromatic outfits because monochrome definitely is in for fashion So that was really fun. And then I think just taking risks with like shorter haircuts, bangs, um, brighter and bolder colors, um, like pops of fun colors, too.
0: Mm. I know I bought my first um, headbands and I bought a second headband. I don't know why. I've never been a headband girl. And now I'm like, I'm a headband girl now stuff
3: which ones <laughs> did you get what do they look like
0: honestly well christina christina influenced me like uh, like the ones i used to wear for like high school volleyball practice Yeah, like just like yeah. the thin yes. fabric ones yes i'm like why are they all of a sudden chic i don't know
3: totally when christina i saw that photo or that day that you were wearing those and that looked so good on you i loved it <laughs> thanks
0: guys
1: <laughs> yeah. i just bought a new padded one too i bought a new pad like a, no like a big like black padded one yeah cute so, and I love your collab with Kish. Like you, all, yeah. Thank you. I almost wore that, um, like that pink, like it was almost like an organza, like type fabric headband. Yes, yeah. I love that and those yes. crunchies. You do such a good job. Thank you.
3: Um, okay, so that what one was so
1: fun. So fun. So, what's in store for you for the rest of the year? Is like, there's something that we could be really excited about. Do you have any collabs coming up? What's on mm-hmm. the horizon? And
3: what's happening? Um. Oh my God. Probably a lot of the same things, <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I, I just, this is exciting. I, my husband and I just bought our first house, so I'm going to be what? doing house stuff on my Instagram soon. I know I'm yes. so excited. Congratulations! So that's like our big personal. Yeah. Project.
0: Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Congrats. That's wow. Awesome. So, exciting. so excited. Okay. Now we're gonna get into our ask our advice segment. And Justine, I feel like you are so wise. So I'm very too. excited
1: for you to be part of this. <laughs> I, I want another quote. Like these quotes that you're these just quoting up. are amazing. You're dropping <laughs> down so many quotes. quotes. That's awesome. Okay.
0: All right. So, number one, I absolutely adore your podcast. It's my number one go-to for a long drive or a run, and I recommend it to all my girlfriends. Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have a question for Ask Away with Ray and Kay, and I'd love some input. I've been dating my boyfriend for over two years. A little background, we previously dated for about three years during the final years of high school and the start of uni. We were each each other's first loves, and 10 years later, here we are again. First, when I first started dating him again, he had a great job, worked out, seemed much happier, and I was super attracted to him. In the last two plus years, he's lost his job, had to start another two jobs, stopped working out and gained a significant amount of weight. I'm not as attracted to him anymore, which I feel awful about. And I have no idea how to go about trying to motivate him to get back eating healthy and working out without upsetting him. We've had the discussion a few times about being active together, etc., but it never sticks. Any input on this would be fantastic. Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. The first thing that comes to my mind is if I was like, if the roles were reversed and like my part, you know, I think that you have to like, number one, understanding that the last two years have been really hard. Like this is like, and I think that not everyone maybe handles it in the same way. So I think that these two last two years have been like a bit of an anomaly. I don't even know if I'm using that word right. But it's like way out of our normal scope of living as like human beings. And I think maybe that is weighing on him more than maybe he's letting on. And these things are coming out in him, maybe not being motivated at work or struggling to find motivation as he used to in like his health and wellness. So I think maybe it's a discussion of not... About the physical things that are happening, but about like how he is actually doing mm-hmm. like emotionally
1: mm-hmm. is where my mind goes I when agree. I hear that message. I agree with that. And another thing is that our bodies and our appearance are going to change so much throughout life. Right. Like there are certain times where like you or your partner, like, gain weight, lose weight. Like what, I mean, I was felt like I was bald for a little bit. Like after having the baby, I was like, Steve, like I'm never going to have hair again. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, how does it feel to be with someone who like doesn't have hair? Like that's how I felt. So like, <laughs> oh but like really our appearances change so much. So like, yeah. Is there any way to try and shift that focus onto like finding other things that you love or are attracted mm-hmm. about? Like maybe it's his sense of humor Maybe it's Mm -hmm. like the way he cares for you and like kind of trying to shift that mindset past appearances
3: in combination with emotional. Yeah. And I don't think it's not, I don't think like you should ever, if the roles were reversed and they were, my partner was like, you should work out, you should eat healthy. That's not cool. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think that's a very nice way to treat your partner. And obviously He has a low sense of self-worth because he's going through this tough time and like putting that pressure, saying those things to him isn't going to make the situation better. So I agree with Christina, like find the things that you do like about your partner and try to like emphasize those and then do what you can to help his self of sense, you know, sense of self-worth. Like I think obviously he's going through a tough time, like maybe he needs to focus on other things that make him feel good about himself. And make you, same thing, make you feel attracted to him too. Like, what are the other things that you love about your partner?
1: Yeah, definitely. And even like, okay, so like if his clothes, if he's like gained a lot of weight and you're no longer attracted to him, like are his clothes not fitting him? Because like maybe you guys can go shopping and if all of a sudden he has like a great new outfit, like maybe that'll boost his confidence up too. And maybe you'll feel better about it too. Like, so, and I do like the idea though of doing active, activities together. But I think that's Mm -hmm. like a good way to bond. And, you know, I'm like all about the hobbies. Like I fucking love hobbies. (laughs) So like maybe if it's, if you live in LA and maybe like every Saturday you guys go for like a morning walk along the beach or something like that, like try, I think you can still do stuff like that without trying to make him feel like, let's go to the gym together today, because that could be really annoying to hear and really defeating. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think this might be a little harsh,
0: And maybe, I don't know, you guys can call me out, but like, I'm like, do you actually think that like, this is a thing too, if this is your partner that you see, like your life partner, these are like seasons that you have to like work through. Again, I'm not, I've only been in one serious relationship. So I love giving relationship advice with very little to back it up. But (laughs) what I'm I'm like, but again, but then I'm like playing devil's advocate here. Like if this is a pattern, like how long do you if it's again, if it wasn't a pandemic, maybe it'd be a different story. But I'm like, if you are with someone who's like really changed and lost motivation, how do you like balance? Like if these are things you want to do and they don't want to stay motivated or they're like not motivated in work, I don't know. Like how long do you, how long do you like, I don't know, not stick around, but how, how much are you able to like support them without it kind of having to be on them? Do you know what I mean? Playing on the other side of it. I
3: think you just decide if it's worth that. You know, worth that. I think yeah. every relationship's going to go through different seasons, like Christina said. Like my partner and I, we've gone through, we've gone through different lifetimes together. Like mm-hmm. sometimes he's going through a rough time, sometimes I'm going through a rough time, and you just have to decide: is this your person that you're like going to weather the storm for? Like, is this right. the person that it's worth? You know, going through these things, but every relationship's going to have struggles, and you have to be able to like work through those things because you can't just i mean especially if you decide that this is your person or you're going to get married or do whatever else you can't just call it quits when things get tough too
1: right agreed for sure Ooh,
3: i love that hard.
1: well i think that i think that's all advice i I've hope t- that you take um those little tidbits and and get back to us on it. See if like there's been any progress because yeah. I want, I want a little mm. more of the story. I know,
0: but that is hard. Um, but thanks for sending in a question. Know. I know. And Justine, thanks for your amazing advice. And thank you for joining us today and giving us your time. We know you are busy, busy. So we just appreciate you um, coming on and chatting with us and sharing your wisdom. Um, can you let our audience know where they can find you and follow along?
3: Yes. Um, You can find me at Justine Marjan on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest and my website, JustineMarjan.com. Thank you guys so much for having me too. It was so fun to chat with you. I love you guys. You have the best energy. Oh, Oh, likewise, Justine. Thank
1: you so much. (laughs) And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.